God is good. God is good. Do you believe it? God is so good that there is no coincidence as of why you are here today. You got me? God is so good that there is no coincidence as of why you are here today. You are here because God has a plan and he has a word for you. Amen? Man, I was excited this morning. I woke up this morning and I said, you know what? I think my eyes opened at around 4 o'clock this morning. Yeah, it sounds disgusting, but, you know, it's okay. I mean, I woke up this morning and I was freezing. You know, my wife is a polar bear. She likes to house cold in the mornings. So I'm a little bit more tropical. So I like it a little bit. I like the cold weather, but I don't like to feel uncomfortable. You know, I don't like to feel like I'm sleeping in an icebox. So, and when I woke up this morning, I was so excited because, you know, every time I have the opportunity to share God's word in this house, to me, it's, it's a blessing. And, and, and as we are, you know, celebrating uh, and, and honoring our veterans, I was just so thankful this morning. And I said, Father, thank you so much for the men and women that are serving our country. And for those that served, Father, we thank you as well. I thank God for those that are with us, and I thank God for those that went home to be with Jesus because they did their job and they did it well. Amen? Amen. Praise Jesus. So I want to share God's word this morning. And I'm going to share just one verse for now. Then I'm going to dive into some other verses, but I'm just going to share one verse in Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2 says this, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. I'm going to say this again. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Father, I thank you so much for your word. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you take control of my life today. As I share this word, Lord, I don't, I don't intend to share it based on my own opinion. I intend to share it based on your word and your guidance Father, thank you for those that are here, and I thank you, Father, because your word will impact all of our lives. Let us not leave here as we walked in, Father, but let us leave here full of joy of your grace and of your love. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. When I was, when I was getting ready to uh, prepare, I mean, I was preparing for this message, and God just gave me this one verse you know, normally I'll, I'll read probably three or four verses, and, and I read this one verse, and, and it was like, is there anything more you would like for me to share in this word? But then he reminded me that in this one verse covers every instruction of a Christian life that we need to live by. Because it gives the instruction, number one, to devote ourselves to pray to be watchful, and to be thankful. Devote ourselves, pray, 
to be watchful and to be thankful. On these instructions, each one of these words, you can carry a whole message on each and every one of these. And God will always give us the instructions on how to do it, when to do it, and, and to always do it for his glory. Because we devote ourselves. We pray. We watch. And we are thankful. So, I've always been, I've always had this strong interest in the military life. I've always, I've always loved the military life. I mean, in my family, one of my uncles served in the Navy for, for many, many years. He's retired now. My brother served for 21 years in the Army, retired two years ago, a couple of years ago. Uh, my nephew, his son, uh, he's serving as we speak. Uh, Two of my cousins served in the army, fought in Vietnam, both of them. Uh, they, they survived the war. They passed on, but they survived the war. Uh, and as like this, many others. So I got this. I've always had this thing for the military life. As a matter of fact, I remember when I used to go with my uncle, we used to go to, the, to Roosevelt Road in Puerto Rico, uh, the naval base, and we used to go to the commissary, and uh, and as we were walking by, I always loved to see the discipline, the uniform, the salute, the, the the all these these neat things that I knew I didn't have in my life at that time when I was 19 years old. Uh, and but it got to the point where I wanted to enlist myself, and I wanted to enlist with the Navy, and, uh, and I remember I took the ASVAB, and everybody was, was so into, oh man, Jose's gonna take the ASVAB, because I was doing it because I thought that that was gonna be the solution to getting away from my old life. I thought that that was gonna be the solution to my problem. So I took the ASVAB, and I remember everybody was being so supportive. Uh, Angie and I weren't even dating yet, but we were, we were very good friends. I didn't even know that there was this little interest going on. You know what I mean? So, so and I was telling her, you know, because she was in college. We used to meet up for lunch, you know, and just chit-chat and all this other stuff. And we used to talk about our failed dates, but that's not, that's beyond the point. So I used to, I remember that everybody was saying, yo, hey, good luck with the test. And I was getting all that feedback. So I went, I took the test. I hate tests. And uh, it's all, you know, uh, time sensitive and, and all this other stuff. Point being, I didn't pass the ASVAB for the Navy. I had enough points to go to the Army. But I didn't want to go to the Army. I wanted to go to the Navy. I don't even, you know what, I, I don't even ask. But the thing was that when I, I leave the place, I was a little bit frustrated, but then I said, you know what, I'm just going to retake it. I'm going to wait the time that I have to wait to retake it. I'll do some more study. I was determined to take this test. So as I go and everybody's saying, did you pass? I'm like, nah, I haven't passed, but I'm going to wait three more years or, or, or three more months or whatever the time is. I can't even remember. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to retake it. So don't worry. I'll let you know. I don't, all right. Well, we'll be pulling for you. Everybody was saying the same thing except for Angie. Angie comes up to me. She says, did you pass the test? And I said, no, I haven't passed. She goes, good. I was like, what? You know, what do you mean good? You know, what's up, what's up with that friendship? You know, kind of support and stuff like that. But as time goes by, and I understand it now, I didn't see the bigger picture. God had a bigger picture in my life. See, 
I went to take the test to join the armed forces, but in God's plan, he had me joining his armed forces. You know, I, I, I'm not going to fight with guns. I'm going to fight on my knees, and I fight on my knees for those men and women that are out there sacrificing it all for my freedom. So God had other plans. I didn't see the bigger picture, but he saw the bigger picture. And I believe without a shadow of a doubt that God separated me to be devoted, to devote myself for these men and women. And when I read the word devote, devote, you know, I, I, sometimes my English is not good looking, and, uh, and I have to look up these words. I'm like, devote. There's there got to be something powerful in this word, devote. So I did what Kayla Burt would do, you know, go to Google, search. You know, we don't do the dictionaries no more. Am I right? There you go. All right. So when I look for the definition of devote is to give all or a large part of one's time or resources to a person, activity, or a cause. To give all or a large part of one's time or resources to a person, activity, or cause. Therefore, therefore I was called by God to devote myself and to be thankful to God for those that are, that are at this time in the front line. And I pray, not only do I pray for their protection, not only do we pray for their protection, but we also pray for their salvation. For their salvation. That's the bigger picture. You know how much I enjoy watching these videos of soldiers that are deployed and, and, and they come together and they have a worship session. I mean, they are all in, lined up in uniform and they're just praising hard. I mean, praising hard. And when you're listening to the praises, to the praises to the Lord, and in the midst of the praises, you hear a hoorah. That's, that's chilling to me. You know, that to me is, is, just, is just powerful stuff. And I'm over here thanking God, saying, God, thank you, because even though they are away from their families, they are never away from you. And you are never away from them. You see, I'm always reminded when I, when I see these uh, men and women in uniform, or I go to a McDonald's or, uh, or a Chick-fil-A um, ordering a salad, and uh, yeah, I heard that. And I see these men and women in uniforms, I can't help but be reminded of how fortunate I am, of how fortunate we all are. And, and I think about the fact that God could have chosen he could have chosen for me to be born under a different circumstance. He could have chosen for me to be living 
under a different situation. He could have chosen that for my life. But he decided to see the bigger picture and place us where we are at now because God puts all the pieces together for his plan and for his purpose. I didn't go to the army or to the navy because God was moving the pieces together to where he needed and he needs his children to serve for his kingdom and for his glory. And I never take anything for granted. Never. You know, I live a good life. I live a, I live a wonderful life. I am, I'm so thankful to God for where he has me now. I have a beautiful family. I have a great career. I have a wonderful calling to a wonderful church. I have, I have what I need to live and to live good. Not saying that I'm a millionaire. Don't be asking me for no money. I see, all, I see somebody like, hmm, yeah, let's see. If y'all gonna be listening to this recording later on, I'm not rich. But do you know that I'm, I'm like this now, but in the blink of an eye, circumstances can change. Job had it all. He had wealth. He had everything. And in a blink of an eye, he lost it all. He lost it all. So what do we do? What do we do? If circumstances change, do we thank God for what we have and for what we don't have? Do we praise him in the good, bad, or, and the ugly? Or are we going to have a pity party and waste all of our energy just drowning our sorrows? I remember I used to have pity parties. Sometimes I still do. You see, I was so used to control. I was so used to, to, to having it all my way or the highway. Remember I shared that one time? I, I, I was so used to control, to have things when I wanted, where I wanted. But when I had things where I wanted, how I wanted, and when I wanted, there was no blessing behind it when I had things where I wanted, how I wanted, because the things that I possessed out of my control were things that God did not want for my life. So now that I experienced this life-changing experience in my life, to know that this body doesn't belong to this person, this body is under new management. This body does not belong to Jose Rodriguez. This body belongs to the Holy Spirit. This body belongs to Christ. 
This body belongs to God. This body is my responsibility, but belongs to the Lord. So as I am under new management, I've had to learn to relinquish the control that I, ne that I thought I had, but I never had. That I thought that I possessed, but I never did have. When I learn how to relinquish the control to the one who has control of the uncontrollable, then life starts making sense. Has anybody read that book, When God Doesn't Make Sense? Anybody? It's a great book. It's a great book. That book will help you to learn how to activate your faith. So let me share with you what God taught me in the process of learning how to relinquish control to give it to the God that never loses control. So three reasons I'm thankful, three reasons that I'm thankful today that I'm going to share with you why, what I live by. Number one, 1 Chronicles 16.34 says this, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. So I am thankful for God's goodness. For God's goodness. So even though things that I hope for doesn't necessarily go my way, God is always good. And I know that he loves me so much that I have to understand that I am under his perfect care. The God that we serve, the God that we love is a good God. Isn't, isn't that wonderful to know? See, I'm over here. I'm going to bear some good news here. We serve a good God. Hello. Awesome. Number two, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 says, Give thanks in all. Wait a minute. Hey, let me, let me, see, if, let me see if this is right. I'm looking for the word sometimes. No, it's not there. Give thanks in all circumstances. In all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I am thankful for God's will. For God's will. I wanted to join the military. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Now I understand the bigger picture. God wanted me to be exclusively his soldier. His soldier. It's his plan. It's his plan. Number three. Colossians chapter 3 verse 15 says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, 
you are called to peace and be thankful. I am thankful for God's peace. The first time I experienced God's peace, I was a youth pastor in Puerto Rico. I probably shared this story with some of you. But I was a youth pastor in Puerto Rico. It was the beginning of my ministry. Vaughn Marie was probably a year old. And I was working at this furniture store in Puerto Rico. I was, I was in charge of receiving the, the, uh, the warranties when TVs or stereos were broken and they were still in the warranty. I would receive them, share the, you know, fill out the forms. And trust me when I tell you, nobody is happy when they bring a broken unit that they're paying for. I just got to tell you this. Y'all might not believe this, but it's true. So we had youth service at our, at our church in Puerto Rico every Saturday at 7 o'clock. But I would work Saturdays from 8 to 4.30. That was my schedule. So I would go home, get dressed, get ready for church, and let's go. Then after church, then we do the fun stuff like, you know, Burger King and that type stuff. So one Saturday, I wake up in the morning, and it seemed to, it seemed to me that everybody on the east side of Puerto Rico woke up this mo that morning, and they were all in agreement. How do we mess up Jose's day today? Everybody. I mean, people were just coming out of, out of nowhere with their broken units. I mean, I was yet wondering, do we break them in purp on purpose or what? So, so here they are, and they're just, you know, just speaking French to me, you know, as they were cussing me out. And, and, and I'm over here just filling out stuff, trying to calm them down. My boss called me to the office like three times, never for something good, you know. And, and I was just like... My good, and I'm over here thinking, I have to be in church at 7 o'clock, and I'm getting all this heat, and I'm upset. All right. So I clocked out. I was going to clock out at 4.30. It was 5 o'clock. They still got me working. 5.30, they still had me working. I'm fighting. I'm saying, look, I got to go. I got to go. I got to get ready. I have service at 7. No, we got to finish this. I mean, it was a nightmare. So I leave at 5.45. I drive up the Mariana Mountains, and I said, I'm hoping, we didn't have cell phones or anything like that to text Angie and say, hey, I'm on my way. So I'm going, hoping that everybody was ready. I was going to skip dinner. That was big. So I get there, and I kid you not, Angie or Vaughn, they didn't even start to get ready. So y'all know the joy of the Lord was absent in my heart. So here I am, I'm over here, you know, and then we started getting into this disagreement, you know. And I'm over here like, listen, we have to be at church by 7, and you guys are not ready. Of course, the, the volume was a little bit higher than that. And, of course, when, you know, I, I can't tell my wife these things like that because she's going to lash out. Well, what kind of a day you thought I was having? So I said, you know what, I'm just going to go. I'm going to change, I changed clothes and I just left. I said, we'll talk when I get back. Blah, blah, blah. So I left. I'm Zooming. I get to the church. I open up. Seven o'clock on the dot. Nobody shows. Ten after seven. Nobody shows. Quarter after seven. Nobody shows. I thought it was 
a cultural thing, you know, that we're running late. 20 after 7, nobody shows. 7.25, my senior pastor shows up. <laughs> so, so he's over here walking, looking, doing one of these, like, and he, he's a little bit sarcastic, you know, and not that I was discipled by him, but, you know, he was over here, like, one of these, uh, doing one of these and saying, dude, where's everybody at? Oh, he had it. I said, buddy, sit down. Sit down. Let me tell you the day I was having. So he sat, and his eyes were like this, and I was just letting him have it. First of all, you know, and I was just going, everybody decided to come mess up my day, blah, blah, blah. Then I go home, and blah, 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 blah. I had the, I had the pity party of a lifetime. When I'm done, he looks at me, and I knew he wanted to laugh. I knew he wanted to laugh. And he looks at me, and he says, you know what you should do? I'm over here thinking he's going to say, just go home, take a nice shower, eat something, you know, watch a movie or something. I'm waiting on all that, you know, those good advice, you know. Go get a, get, catch a burger or something or stuff like that. No, he says, you know what you, do, you need to do? You need to thank God. Yeah. I looked at him and I said, did you not hear what I just said? I said, no, please don't repeat it. Please, it's okay. But then he said, but I got to tell you this. If in good times we thank the Lord, also thank him when things aren't making sense. Because of the fact that he is in control, there is a reason why Nobody showed up. And there's a reason why I came just to tell you this. So God wants to have a conversation since you're alone here with him. I'm going to leave because I don't want to interrupt this conversation. And he left. And I'm, I'm just boggled, confused, saying to myself, okay, now what? But as I remember and I ask God, what is it that you want me to say? God, I want to thank you because I don't know what to tell you. I want to thank you because I don't understand nothing. I want to thank you because whatever lesson you're teaching me, I want to learn it. But I want to thank you because something you must be doing to protect me. And I, want to th and I started thanking God. And as I was thanking God, the peace that surpassed all understanding took over the whole room, including my life. And ever since that moment, my whole mentality towards circumstances changed. God is always in control and not Jose Rodriguez. So here's what God wants us to understand today. And I'm about to land this plane in a second, but here's what I would like for, here's what God wants us to understand. He knows and understands what we go through. He knows it. 
And sometimes, sometimes we just can't wrap these issues around our brains. And, and we want God to reveal us the answer. Sometimes we, we pray and, and we demand for God to give us the answer. We want to know. On Wednesday, during youth, we had movie night. We were watching the movie Courageous. Anybody watch Courageous? Anybody? There's one part in Courageous where the pastor is telling the grieving dad, God didn't promise us an explanation, but he promised his peace and that he will take care of us. He promises his peace in the middle of the storm. And he also wants us to know that circumstances is part of our spiritual growth. If we wouldn't go through issues or problems, then we would act like we don't need God in our lives. And God allows circumstances to take over for us to rely only and exclusively on him. Praise team, y'all can come. And thirdly, he wants us to know how much he loves us. Do you understand how much God loves you? His love endures forever. Not sometimes, not two weeks from now, not months. From now on to forever, God's love, the love that surpasses all understanding. Now I ask you these questions. I ask you again, do you understand how much God loves you? Can we comprehend that? I know sometimes we experience that we say, you know what, I am so unworthy to even come to the presence of God because we know that there's issues in my life. And sometimes the enemy will put these things in your mind for you to lose focus. That, that I'm so worthless. But to God, you're worth everything. You're worth everything. This is why he died on that cross. You and I motivated him to do so. His love driv drove him to that cross, to be nailed on the cross from his hands to his feet, a, 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 a crown of thorns in his head, vinegar all over his wounds, beat down before the whole process. He had the power to say, forget it. But his love wouldn't allow him to do otherwise. That's how much God loves you. And he always wants you to remember that. That he knows what you're going through. And he suffers when you suffer. He doesn't laugh at us. He suffers But when we go to God, 
and we say, Father, I give it all to you. I surrender. I give up. I can't do this no more. But in you, in you, I can do everything through Jesus. In just a few moments, the altar will be open. We're going to have some prayer time for whatever it is that you feel led that you need prayer for. If you're sick, if you have certain needs, specific needs, or if you just want a touch of the Holy Spirit in this altar, whatever the case may be, we want to pray for you to the God that loves you. See, when we think otherwise and we question God's love, it breaks his heart. I promised long ago that I'm not going to take that responsibility in breaking the heart of the Father that loves me. He knows I'm a hardhead. He knows I make mistakes. But he loves me. He knows your struggles. He knows the mistakes that you make. But he loves you. He loves you. And he wants the best for you. But that best doesn't rest here on earth. The best is yet to come. When the sound of that trumpet and the king of kings comes for his people and we are going to celebrate forever at our eternal home. This is exciting to me. This is exciting to me. The only way we can go to our eternal home is through Jesus. He is, the, he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. Nobody comes to the Father but through him. So I'm going to ask the prayer team to come forward. And the reason why... We open the altar for prayer is to give each and every one of us the opportunity to leave this place recharged, recharged. You're not forced to come. You're not forced to. We'll pray for you anyway. But this team right here, this team right here loves you so much that they stand here in the front line of God's army to fight for you. Isn't it wonderful that we belong to a body of soldiers that fight for you on our knees? Father God, we love you so much. And I thank you, Jesus, 
for loving me and my brothers and sisters here today. You have spoken. You have spoken to my life and you have spoken to the lives of my brothers and sisters here at Skyland, Lord. Now, Lord, it's time for us to do our part and it's to be obedient to your word. Jesus, I just ask that when, as people come for prayer, that you anoint the front line, that you anoint those that are here ready to pray for each and every one of us. Father, I thank you. And as I anoint the hands of these that are ready to pray, I pray, Lord, that the presence of your Holy Spirit will be felt in these hands. As they touch one, that, that power that surpasses the understanding will be manifested today. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for opportunities in Jesus' name. Amen. The altar is open. You can come for prayer. Feel free to do so.